ब्रह्मणम विदधाति पूर्व यो वै वेदा प्रहिणाति तस्म तम हेवत्मबुद्धि प्रकाशम मुमुक्षुर्वै शरणमहम प्रपद्ये ओ शाशाशाति श्रुतिस्मृतिपुराण आलय करुणाल नमा भगवत्द शोकशंक शंकराचार्य केशव बादरायण सूत्रभाष्यकृत वंदे पुनः ईश्वरोगुरात्मेदिमूर्तिभागिने व्योमद्याप्तहाय दक्षिणामूर्त नम निबन्ति धनंजय उदासीन वदासीन असक्त तेषु कर्मसु मैध्यक्षेण प्रकृति सूयते सचराचर हेतुनानेनकाय जगद्विपरीवर्तते अवजानी मूढ़ी तनुमाश्रित परम भावान मम भूतमहेशर मोघाशा मोघकर्माण मोघज्ञाचेतस राक्षसी मासुरी चकृति मोहिनी श्रिता महात्मस्तु मार्थ दैवी प्रकृतिमाश्रिता भजन्यनस ज्ञावा भूतादिम्यय सततंकर्तयो म यतंतृढ़व्रता नमस्त मध्यक्षेण प्रकृति सूयते सचराचर मैं अध्यक्षेण लॉर्ड कृष्ण से अध्यक्ष 
I know the nature of awareness, consciousness, intelligence. In my presence alone, the prakriti, the matter, does this sport, does all these actions of creation, sustenance, dissolution. In short, for the whole universe to keep on revolving in the cycles of creation, sustenance, dissolution, there is nothing that I have to do. My mere presence alone enlivens the matter and it is within the matter itself to create, sustain and destroy and thus this, this activity constantly goes on just in my presence. That's the reason why this, this action of creating, sustaining, destroying, the action of even ordaining the entire creation, nachamam tani karamani badhanti, these actions do not bind me at all. Udasina vadasinam, because even when everything is going on, I am there totally uninvolved. So a question was asked, Swamiji, one thing you did not tell us, why did God create all this? <coughs> What's the purpose of this creation? <coughs> That's a good question. For whom is this creation anyway? The question is, has God created this universe for himself? For his own joy? That cannot be so because he is of the nature of joy, ananda. There is no lack in him that he has to create this world in order to fulfill some lack. So it cannot be that this universe or the creation is meant to fulfill some purpose of his. Or maybe it is meant to serve the purpose of all the living beings. But who are these living beings? Are these living beings really different from God? Well, at the moment, yes. In ignorance, I believe that, I feel that God is different from me, I am different from him, you are different from me, everyone is different from everyone else. So all these differences or dualities I recognize as long as I do not know the truth. And therefore, tentatively we can say that yes, this creation is meant to fulfill the needs of all the living beings. But in the ultimate sense, as we said, every living being is nothing but the same asti bhati priyam, same existence, awareness, intelligence, consciousness, that's all one is. This body, mind, intellect, this complex is, is an upadi, is a vesha, is a costume. But the truth behind it is nothing but pure existence, awareness, fullness, harmony, love, ananda. That's the truth about everyone else. And that is nothing but the nature of God. So really speaking, there is none other than God for whose purpose the creation will be meant. It is not meant for his purpose because he doesn't have any purpose. There is no one other than him for whose purpose is to be served. And therefore, really speaking, why this creation? That question cannot be answered. We will have to say that in a very humble manner. With all humility, we have to say that we cannot answer the question why. Oh, but Swamiji, then how can you talk? Don't you feel uh, hesitant? Not at all. In fact, the, the, that we cannot answer the question why is, is nice, is good. Is a glory and not a defect. Why is it so? For the simple reason that if the question why could be answered, then this whole creation would have been real. 
there is no answer to the question why. That shows that this is not real, this is mere an appearance. And in appearance there cannot be a question why. Hey, what is that? There is a rope and appears to be a snake. Why? That's it. As far as adhyasa, superimposition is concerned, there is no question why. That is why the universe is called anirvachaniyam. It's called mithya, anirvachaniyam. That which cannot be said to be so and so. As a matter of fact, you cannot say why anything is there. Not only that, but you cannot really define anything as to what a given thing is also cannot be defined. Within certain limits you can define that this is a clock, all right. Fine, that's all right. That definition is fine for our day-to-day usage. But what is a clock? Well, Swamiji, clock is an assembly of a number of components. You mean a number of components make the clock? If I have a heap of all those components, would you call it a clock? What is clock here? If we really analyze that, then we won't be able to tell what exactly is clock. It will turn out that clock is merely a concept in our mind and there is no such thing as a clock. But we are not at the moment getting into this kind of details. The thing is that when people ask this question, why? We have to say that, in fact, you can never answer in the world why about anything. Because it is mithya, because it is unreal, because it is an appearance. That is the reason why Lord says that I am totally unaffected by this action because if this sukha, dukkha, pleasure, pain, punishment, reward, that's what is going on. We find some people are punished, some people are rewarded. And who is doing that? God is doing all that. Then he would definitely be, uh, he would definitely be accountable for that. Provided punishment, reward, all of these were real. The answer is that all of this is a drama, sort of. Don't say it is drama, like drama. Like this actor playing the role of a beggar. I mean, he is doing it very effectively and still he is not really doing it. Why is he begging? It's his pleasure, whatever. He's begging. He is doing it and still nodding. So, this begging on the part of an actor, you can call it drama if you want. That's how the whole universe is and therefore, and this is how we have to know it. Then alone we will know that, that this duality, multiplicity, all this diversity is really mithya, is an appearance. It is one alone appearing as all this diverse universe. Pashyame yoga maishwaram. Arjuna, look at my divine glory, look at my divine yoga or maya. That one appears as many, the actionless appears as acting, the limitless appears as limited. And therefore, that I am limited being also is just a notion or appearance that I is not limited and still I feel I am limited. That's a feeling, that's a notion, that is also mithya. <coughs> and this is what we have to know. Then alone we can realize that this diversity really is nothing but one alone. One alone appears as appearing as diversity. <coughs> and this is a God that we have to worship doesn't matter which form we worship, but ultimately, ultimately, this is a God one without a second. Ekamevadvidhyam, Sadeva Sommi Idamagrasit Ekamevadvidhyam. Says Chandogya Upanishad, hey, this universe before its creation was Sat, was Brahma, one without a second. This is all these parts before their creation were just clay. 
does it mean that after creation the parts are not clay even after creation also they are clay alone why do you say before creation they were clay because you think that this is different from clay therefore in fact even when you call them parts it is nothing but clay even when we call this world or universe it is nothing but that god this is a wonderful vision given by our scriptures sarvam khalu idam brahma whatever there is is god alone and so the dispute the hindus worship many gods some worship shiva some worship narayana some worship krishna some worship rama some worship devi oh, so many gods are there look at our religion we worship one god whenever children go to these mission schools and things like that then this is what they are told and our poor children you know they do not know how to answer that question when they come home and they pose this question before their parents even parents also do not know how to answer this question so our children feel that there is something fundamentally wrong with our religion because they worship one god and we worship many gods do we worship many gods not really we worship only one god not only that we worship one god we worship only god that's all there is nothing but god even the worshipper also is nothing but god and that is the truth that we have to ultimately realize there cannot be anything better or superior to this <coughs> there why so many forms why so many names why not that's really the glory of this tradition because everybody has to relate to god even for me the devotee who is a devotee one who relates to god and for relationship you always require a certain form a certain name a certain concept and that's why not that this rama krishna ganesha shiva all these are different from one another all of them are one alone manifestations of one alone that same god in the role of creator we call him brahma same god in the role of preserver we call him vishnu same god in the role of destroyer we call him rudra and call him what you will it is just as one person one one man somebody calls him father somebody calls him son somebody calls him brother somebody calls him husband somebody calls him friend somebody may even call him enemy somebody calls him boss you mean there are so many men there there is one alone these are all what we call functional names depending on what function he performs he gets a name and similarly also depending on what function he performs god gets different name that doesn't make him many and so there is only god not only one god there is only god these forms are given to us so that we can worship him in our own way ruchi naam vai chitrat everybody has different ruchi everybody has a different taste or liking and therefore it is nice that we have so many forms are there so that we can choose according to our own liking according to our own emotional makeup suppose there is only one god with bearded god that's all there is and nobody else. suppose i don't like him then i'm stuck with what i can't worship god at all if you don't like god with beard you like god shaven headed fine have it you want mother all right you want father okay you want son all right you want friend all right you want a master fine have your choice and is it not nice is it not that in a buffet that we have 15 to 10 12 items is it not nice 
Well, why do you have 12 ayah? Why don't you make only khichdi? No, in buffet we make many items so that everybody can choose according to his or her liking. So, what is glory? We don't understand that this is such a glorious tradition and not understanding that we feel that there is something wrong with us. Important is to worship God. Doesn't matter in what form you worship because form is outside. Ultimately, what is important is in our mind the Bhagavad Bhavana. That, that Bhavana, that attitude, you know, the spirit of Bhagavad. The spirit of Bhagavan must be created. What creates it is not important. Because that bhavana, the spirit is within me and that is important. You take anything, if this creates in you Bhagavad Bhavana, fine. You can worship God in any form. What is important is that form or that name or that object creates in you the spirit of devotion. Mahatmanastamam partha daivim prakriti mahasitaha Bhajanti Ananyamanasaha Jnatva Bhuta Adimavyam. Hey, hey, Arjuna, Mahatmana. See, this 13th and 4th in these two verses describes the devotee of the Lord. Who is a devotee? He is a Mahatma. So, what should we do in order to become devotee of God? Mahatma. Who is a Mahatma? Mahanatma Yasasaha Mahatma. Mahanatma Antahkaranam whose mind is, is, is Mahan, whose mind or whose heart is very large or vast, Akshuddha Chittaha, in whose mind there is no room for smallness. Vasudhaiva Kutumbakam, ultimately, who is a great Mahatma, following the whole universe is a family. We will become in course of time, not in overnight we are going to become that kind of Mahatma, but who is a real Mahatma? One in who accommodates everything, in one in whose heart everything has a place. Whether it's good, bad, or indifferent, everything is fine because Vasudeva Sarvamiri Samhatma Sadurlavaha Bhunam Janmanamante Jnanavan Mam Prapadyate. In the seventh chapter, Lord Krishna said, The one who knows this Vasudeva Sarvam, whatever there is, is Vasudeva. Mahatma this Mahatma, this great soul one is rare. Look at him. God says, I am everywhere. I am easily available. This Mahatma is rare. I am Vasudeva is everything. Mahatma is a rare one to know, who knows Vasudeva. So ultimate limit of Mahatma is one who knows everything is Vasudeva. <coughs> one who knows everything is his own self. <coughs> And so all the differences obtaining in the Upadhi in the name and form, they don't count at all. The Mahatma's vision penetrates his Vesha. He not only appreciates the beggar, but he also understands that there is an actor. He penetrates the, penetrates the costume of the beggar and he is able to appreciate or is able to know that beggar, the actor. So also the Mahatma is the one who penetrates his names and forms, his outer costume and appreciates that is the Satchit Ananda, that Vasudeva is there. Then what does it matter what costume he comes in? Does it matter? My son is going to play, take part in the, uh, the play, in the annual function. What is his role? Oh, he is going to be a, a gatekeeper. What does it matter? Oh, he is going to be a, 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 a staff bearer. 
he's going to be uh, to hold an umbrella in his hand or he's going to be a king he's going to be a beggar whatever he's going to be what is important is my son and in whatever costume he comes therefore for a mahatma what matters is whatever is his god god means divine god means beautiful god means harmony god means love god means the very best thing that i i, I aspire in my life that is god Oh Swami, I want peace. That is God. I want happiness. That is God. I want freedom. That is God. I want love. That is God. I want harmony. That is God. I want beauty. You call it whatever is the most exalted, the most noble that one aspires is God. And that is what it is. That's all that is. That one beauty alone has assumed all these forms. It is nice that he assumed all these forms. Otherwise, you will get bored. Suppose everybody looked alike, how would you like it? Some people ask, Swami, why has God made people different? What do you want them to do then? You want him to make them all alike, look alike? You'll get bored in five minutes. Every day you eat chapati, that's all, nothing else. What, you know, it's not going to like it. Chapati, sometime, dal, roti, sabji, whatever, different things. So he's made a variety. <coughs> But unfortunately, that variety, instead of enjoying the beauty, we create differences and we quarrel. That's what happens. He is, he is, he is a Kshuddha Chitta. So, he is a person who is a small-minded person for whom differences are important. He is a Mahatma for him. The difference is not important. That it joins, unites is important. Daivim Prakriti Mahashita. This is how slowly our, the value should be in our life. Daivim Prakriti Mahashitaha. What is the Prakriti? What's the nature? Daivim Prakriti. The divine nature. Shama, Dhamma, Shraddha, Daya, Kshama. Compassion, kindness, forgiveness, large-heartedness, peace of mind, self-control, ahimsa, non-violence, satya, truthfulness, Daivi Sampatti. Abhayam Sattva Samshuddhi Jnana Yoga Vyavasthadhi. Dhanam Damasyagnasya Swadhyayastaparjavam In the 16th chapter, Lord Krishna describes it, Daivi Sampatti. Bhajanti Ananyamanasaha These Mahatmas, these devotees, worship me Ananyamanasaha. In their mind, there is no room for anything other than me. And understand that each one of us is the devotee. We are born devotees. Every moment we worship something. What do I worship? I worship that which is the most important thing for me. Wherever I have Mahatma Buddhi, wherever, whatever is important to me. If wealth is important to me, I become a devotee of that. And then whatever I do is all dedicated to the wealth. I all the time think about how to multiply my wealth, then I become a devotee. All ananya manasa, the only thing that has place in my mind is wealth. How to expand it, how to multiply it, what to do. If power is important, that's all I think. Mahatma Buddha is in power, that's all. By hook or crook, by any means. So that is what, I'm a devotee of that. Every one of us is devotee. Whatever we look upon as goal of our life, that is what we are devoted to. The Mahatma is the one who knows that goal of my life is, is this God, is this oneness, is this harmony, is this wholeness. That is the goal of my life. And therefore, 
is devotee of that. Jnatva Bhutadim Abhyam Understand that this devotee is worship the Lord Jnatva knowing him. Understanding what God is. It's not just blind faith that I just worship something, you know, out of totally, you know, out of uh, some blind understanding, blind faith, without thinking. Which also is fine, doesn't matter how I worship God, but it's always enlightened devotion is always better. When I worship something, when I'm devoted to something, knowing what it is, then my devotion is also going to be firm. Otherwise, my shraddha and my bhakti can get easily shaken up. Sometimes people tell me, Swamiji, I believe in God. I have a full faith in God. Why is it so? Because He does whatever I want. And moment God fails to oblige Him, then that devotion, that shraddha goes away. He has shaken up. And therefore, I am worshipping God not because He does something for me. I am worshipping God because for what He is. Bhutadim Abhyayam. Bhutadim. My devotees know me that I am the Bhutadi. I am the very origin, very source, very cause of the whole universe. From me the universe has emerged, into me the universe is sustained, and to me the universe goes back. And that is how they know me as a very material cause. Just as all the parts have originated from the clay, they are sustained by the clay, they go back into clay, and then we know that what, is, what we call parts is nothing but clay. And similarly also, this Brahman, God, Vasudeva is the material cause. He is the very substance of which everything is made, and therefore, that is how he knows that, understanding that. Avyam, he is imperishable. In all these perishable names and forms, he is imperishable. And knowing him such, this is the they worship me. How do they worship you? Satatam kirtayanto maam. All the time singing my glories. Kirtanam. So these two verses talk about a devotee who is an exalted, who is a very exalted devotee. He is a role model of devotion. Satatam maam kirtayanto. All the time singing my glories. We also sing glories. Of anything that is important to me, I sing the glories also. That which I love, I always sing that glories. If I love my teacher, I sing his glories. If I love uh, my friend, I sing his glories. Who, whatever I love. If I love my wealth, my position, my power, my job, my work, I sing its glories. This one loves God, sing his, sings his glories. So, satadam kirtayantam, all the time singing my glories, meaning even this is singing his glories. This kind of pravachana also is singing the glories of Lord. Even listening to also, although you are not singing right now, but in a way you are singing also along with me. We are all singing his glories. When we say that he is one without a second, he is a material cause, he alone is and there is nothing else, all of this is singing his glories. Singing about his swarupa, talking about his swarupa, his nature. His glories. Satatam kirtayantomam yatantaha. All the time striving. You understand, it's true that in order that the devotion arises in my mind, it is necessary that my mind should enjoy those divine qualities, and therefore these devotees are constantly striving to cultivate those qualities. Indriya, so self control non-violence, compassion, purity of the heart, they are striving constantly. 
So their life is devoted to self-purification. Vrataha. They are the people also with firm vows. Vrata. Vrata means a vow. Vrataha. Having taken a vow, then they don't swerve from that vow. We take the vows also, but convenient vows. I will observe fast if I don't feel hungry. I will give up onions only as long as I am in such and such place, elsewhere I can eat. At home I don't eat Swamiji, I'm fine. So we also take vows, but they are all conditioned, conditional. Dhrabhrataha, people of firm vows. And that also is important to have some vows. Vow means a certain vrata. And not that I all the time compromise that. Hold on to that. And that is conducive to our self-control and our self-dignity also. Of course, we have examples of people who have followed these vows, like Nachiketa. You must have heard the story of Nachiketa in the Kathopanishad. A small boy, maybe 12, 15-year-old 12, boy. And his father told me, told him, his father was distributing a gift to the Brahmins and this boy goes and asks his father, Kasmai Maam Dasasiddhi, Oh father, who is it that you are going to give me as a gift? And when he kept on asking this question again and again, the father got upset and said, Mathya Vetva Dadamiri, I am giving you into death. This was said in anger. Father did not mean that. But Nachikita said, oh, this is what my father said. His words should not be, you know, uh, his words must come become true. I should not he should not go back on his words. And that's why he went to death. Even though his father tried to persuade him, he went to death. And oh what a that vrata and what he got as a result. And he asked of oh, Yamaraja, I want Atma Vidya, I want the knowledge of yourself. Yamaraja says, What? You are just a boy, you want self knowledge? Don't Nachiketa, give up that desire. Even the gods also have, you know, the gods also have this question and they also have doubts about this. Is this beyond you? He says, no, I must if gods have doubts, then I definitely want it because it must be important. And then Yamaraja offered him all kinds of temptation. Shatayusha putra pautran Vranishva, he Nachiketa, have this putra, pautra. Uh, each having hundred year old, I mean hundred year span of life. Bahun, Pashun, Hasti, Hiranya, Mashwan, ask for animals, cattle, ask for horses, ask for elephants, ask for gold, ask for anything you want. But release me from the obligation of giving you Brahma Vidya. Nachiketa says, no, thank you, sir. Keep your music and instruments and vehicles with you, chariots with you. Let all the chariots and all the dance and the, the, the music be with you. Nanyam tasmaad nachigata vrunete nachigata doesn't want anything other than Brahma Vidya. Not giving up the vrata because of temptation. So, the devotees are, don't think that just because I do some kind of kirtan that I become a devotee, all these are also part of the part of the qualities of a devotee. Namastyantasyamam bhaktya with devotion all the time namas saluting me nitya yukta always join with me upasade they worship me. 
and the worship of Lord is now uh, in what manner, in what manner do they worship you? So from the 15th verse, in the next four verse, Lord Krishna says, next five verses in fact, how these devotees worship me. Oh Lord Krishna reveals how he is everything. In short, in these verses, Lord Krishna sings his own glories. The 15th verse is a background. Jnana yajnena chapyanye Yajanto mamupasate Ekatvena prathaktvena Bahudha Vishvato Mukham Jnani Yajnena Cha Api See Arjuna, now this, see this, this is a chapter on devotion. But devotion is, is non-separate from Jnana or knowledge. This debate also is going on. Swamiji, I follow the path of bhakti. Somebody follows the path of jnanam, somebody follows the path of karma. As though they are all different paths. Really speaking, you cannot say that these are different paths. There is only one path and that is path to God. In as much as I am a person having different aspects of my personality, that God has given me hands and legs and therefore I am an active person, I have an active personality. That I have a heart with which I feel the emotion, therefore I have an emotional personality. That I have an intellect which we that think and know and therefore I have a thinking or intellectual personality. All this is myself. Can I divide or, or split myself into an active being and an emotional being and an, an intellectual being? I am a whole, whole thing is one. And what is meant by devotion or what is meant by a pursuit of moksha or liberation of freedom is that I totally uh, identify with God at every level. As Lord Krishna will say in this very chapter itself, in the last verse, Man manabhava, mad bhaktaha, madhyaji maam namaskuru. Man manabhava, with your mind always think of me. Try to seek me, know me, contemplate upon me. Mad bhaktaha, with your heart love me. Madhyaji, with your hands and legs, you serve me. Maam namaskuru, with your ahankara, you worship me, you surrender to me. That's how Lord Krishna defines devotion. Now here, it's not that there are separate things that the jnana is different and karma is different and bhakti is different. In Bhagavad Gita you don't see, see this is the, this 7 to 12, the 6 chapters are meant for bhakti. Even though the 12th chapter is called Bhakti Yoga, in fact Bhakti Yoga begins from the chapter 7. And this is an excellent chapter on Bhakti Yoga. Where Lord Krishna describes his bhakti, just now we discussed the two verses describing the bhakta or the devotee of the Lord. And these verses describe how they worship me. Jnana yajnana chapyanya. They worship me by jnana yajna. Jnana meva yajna. Bhagavad Visham jnana meva That knowledge of God alone is yajna. Darshanam. So even seeing God itself becomes a yajna. Jnana yajnana chapyanya. Yajanto Mahupasate. So, O Arjuna, these are the devotees who pasate, who worship me by jnanam, by the yajna of knowledge. 
by the sacrifice of knowledge. What is meant by sacrifice of knowledge? Sacrifice of knowledge is that where ignorance is, 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 is offered as ahuti. In the fire of knowledge, the ignorance is offered as ahuti. What is this fire of knowledge? What is this ignorance is being offered? That in fact I see a human being in front of me, that's what my eyes or my sense organs tell me, but in my mind I understand that in this form, in fact there is nothing but Lord. Tvam Stri, Tvam Puman, Tvam Kumar Utava Kumari, Upanishad. Oh Lord, Tvam Stri, you are the woman, this woman that is going, that is you. So Rushi is looking and he sees a woman passing by. She is a Tvam Stri. Oh Lord, you are going in the form of the woman. Then a man is passing by. Tvam Puman, this man also is you. A boy is going, Tvam Kumara. Hey, Kumar also is you. Utava Kumari, and this girl also is you. Tvam Jirno Dandena Manchasi. Hey, this old man, with going with his staff, hey, you are in that form, the old man going with the staff. Jato Vai Vishwato Mukha. Thus serving me, worshipping me, this is how they worship me. Ekatvera prasaktvera bahudha vishvato mukham. The devotees worship me in different ways. Ekatvera. There are these most exalted devotees who worship me as a very self. Prataktvena. There are others who worship me as different from them. They look upon me as a master and look upon themselves as servant. Look upon me as Bhagavan, look upon themselves as Bhakta. Prataktvena. Bahudha Vishwato Mukham. There are others who worship me as obtaining in all these various forms. So Gnana Yajna. This is Yajna of knowledge. <coughs> but Lord, how can they worship you alone? If they worship you in different forms, how do you say that they worship you? Because I am the self of all. I am alone in all the forms. So in the next four verses, Lord Krishna describes in what all forms he is. He is in every form, but a few things he describes here. This is what we call the Vibhuti. Even though the tenth chapter is called Vibhuti Yoga, the chapter on Vibhuti of the glories of the Lord, don't think that that's the only chapter where Lord has described the glories. He started describing his glories from the seventh chapter itself. Rasoham apsukaunteya prabhasmi shashi yoho. Here Arjuna, I am the taste in the water. I am the light in the sun and the moon. In the, all the Vedas, I am the Omkara. Shabdakhe, in the space, I am the sound. I am the smell in the, in the earth. And I am the heat in the, in this, in the fire. And I am, this, I am the buddhir buddhimadamasmi. I am the intelligence of the intellect, of the intelligent. Tejas Tejas Vinamaham, I am the brilliance of the brilliant. Balam Balavatam Chaham, I am the strength of the strong. So he started describing his glories. In 7th chapter, in 9th chapter, 10th chapter, everywhere, 15th chapter, in many places, wherever the occasion comes, Lord Krishna describes his glories. You know, 
somebody may think that look at him he's all the time projecting himself all the time he is atma shlagha he seems to be only flattering and praising himself what kind of a what kind of a teacher is this let us read the 16th verse as to what he says here aham kraturaham yajnah swadaham maushadham मंत्रोहमेवाज्यम अहमग्निहुतम नौसी अहम क्रतु क्रतु आयम क्रतु मीन्स ए काइंड ऑफ याग क्रतु मीन्स यज्ञ और याग विच इज प्रिस्क्राइब इन द वेदास श्रौत याग अहम यज्ञ इवन यज्ञ the sacrifice that is prescribed in the smriti is called yajna here that also i am swadha aham that swadha swadha is that oblation or the the food that is offered to the pitrus offered to the main so the departed souls that is called swadha now oh i'm sure all of you are familiar with what we call yajna in yajna there is an altar in which we invoke we we light the fire in the fire we invoke the gods and then make an offering to the god who is invoked in the fire and while so the god is invoked also by mantra by by chanting and when we make offering then also we chant the mantras of offering so this is a set of a yajna now in this fire sometimes generally we worship god but sometimes we also worship the pitrus or the departed souls so when we make an ahuti offering to the lord god we say indraya swaha prajapate swaha however when we make a similar ahuti or oblation or offering to pitrus or to the departed souls of the mains we say swadha so in this verse in the 16th verse lord krishna says i am everything that is involved in performing a yagna kratuhu aham that kratu that vaidik yagna also i am yagna aham the even smart yagna also i am swadha aham that food that is offered to the mains of pitrus also i am aham aushadham the food that is offered in general that also i am mantra aham that mantra of the chant with which all the offerings made that also i am aham eva ajyam ajyam is ghee or the clarified butter so that is the the material that is offered the dravya that also i am aham agnihi the fire in which this offering is made that also i am hutam that whole act of offering that also i am in short everything i am kriya karaka phalajatam the action all the accessories all the results even the one who offers everything i alone am so there are those devotees of lord who see him as in the as in the fire they see lord appearing as fire they see lord appearing as mantra they see lord appearing as as ajyam they see lord appearing as uh, as the swaha swadha uh, swadha as a swaha they see lord alone appearing as all things and look at this word this verse in this verse 
Lord Krishna uses the pronoun aham. How many times, you know? Aham kratuhu, aham yajnaha, swadha aham, aham aushadham, mantra aham, aham eva ajyam, aham agnihi, aham hutam. Eight times. In one verse, Lord Krishna uses the pronoun I eight times. Somebody may think that he must be out of his mind to all the time proclaim his glory. Yes. Somebody who is who is flattering himself or praising himself also can say, I, I, I. There are some people. I am this and I am that and I am so and so. All the time projecting themselves and flattering themselves. Atma Shlaga. Glorifying themselves. Is Lord Krishna also one of those who is just glorifying his own individual self? No. When Lord Krishna says aham, he does not mean aham that a person. Person Krishna he doesn't mean. He means that jagat karanam, that very cause of the creation, that very truth which is, which is manifest as the whole universe. There is no ahankara at all when Lord Krishna uses the pronoun aham. I remember once Swami Chinman used to be well, was in Ahmedabad and then you know devotees were gathered and some children were singing. Well, we bring the children and you know sing some songs and things like that. And sometimes you know all these dhuns are there and with the Chinmaya word also comes, you know. That's how the devotees glorify the gurus and then so these children were singing. And Swamiji was repeating along with them, his eyes were closed, he was also repeating. An interesting thing is when they were singing all oh, Chinmayananda, Sadguru, etc. He was also saying Chinmayananda, Sadguru. Hey, what is this? You repeating your own name? Who can do this? Only one who has no identification. Otherwise one cannot do that. When Lord Krishna uses the pronoun Aham, Aham, when can he do that? When he has no identification, then he form at all. Totally devoid of Aham Vratti. In fact, the scholars have counted how many times Lord Krishna uses the pronoun aham or its forms 108 times. 108 times Lord Krishna says I or mine or in me or by me, you know. Maya tatam idam sarvam, mai sarvam idam prodam, like this are all forms of asmat pratyaya. All the different, the vibhakti, the modification of asmat. 108 times he uses, that shows that he is using it without any identification at all. So, Maya Adhyakshana, I am just the Adhyaksha, I am the mere presence. And in that sense, he uses the pronoun Aham. So, here Arjuna, see all of these associated with Yajna, that I alone am. <coughs> what else you are? The next verse is, Pitahamasya Jagataha Mata dhata pita maha Vedyam pavitra monkaraha Riksamaya jurevacha Pita hamasya jagataha Aham asya jagataha pita. I am the father of this creation. Aham mata. I am the mother of the creation. Pita Mahaha, I am the grandfather also. So Pita is a cause, 
and grandfather is the cause of the cause I am the uncaused cause he alone is God who is not created he is the one who creates everything but he is the one who is uncreated Pitamaha I am the grandfather also Dhata I am the Dhata Dhata means I am Karmafala Dhata I am the dispenser of all the Karmafalas I am the Niyanta Vedyam Pavitramongkara So Vedyam I am Vedyam is that which is to be known I am the one to be known Hey realize that I am the one whom everybody is trying to know Even those scientists who do not accept God They have some problem you know Because they think that if they accept God then they are Then they are not They are, they are not supreme you know But we are the supreme There cannot be anybody more intelligent and more exalted than we are And we can't accept existence of an entity called God Doesn't matter But whatever they are trying to know Whatever a physicist is trying to know Whatever a chemist is trying to know Whatever a biologist is trying to know Whatever even an economist is trying to know Whatever any kind of a scientist is trying to know What is that? What is it that every scientist is searching for? Each one of them is searching for that fundamental harmony Is it not so? Is it not that the physicist is searching for that fundamental particle That can explain the whole universe? Is it not an economist trying to find out that most fundamental harmony which can explain all the economic phenomena? They may not know what is that they are searching for but their their quest will be fulfilled only when they come to know this one, one without a second. That's what everybody is trying to know, knowingly or unknowingly. Vedyam, I am the one that is ready to be known in the universe. Pavitram, I am the purifier. Pavitra means that which is pure, but Pavitra means that which is purifier. So I am the one that purifies. I am that Ganges, the Ganga that purifies. Pavanah Pavatamasmi, the wind that purifies. Or I am the purifier of all the purifiers. I am that because of which Ganges is able to purify. Fire also purifies. So that which imparts the ability to fire, to the Ganges, to the wind, and to all this to purify, that purifier I am. Omkara I am the very Omkara The Pranava The means by which one God is to be known That Omkara also I am Ruksama Yajurevacha Even the Vedas Rukveda Yajurveda Samaveda Atharaveda These Vedas also I am What else you are? Lord Krishna continues Gater Bharata Prabhusakshi Nivasa Sharanam Suhruta Prabhavaf Pralayasthanam Nidhanam Bijam Avyayam Gati Here the word Gati means that which is to be reached is called Gati So that which people desire Gati Karma Falam That karma phala, people perform the karma for the sake of phala. That karma phala is denoted here by the word gati. That karma phala also I am. Bharta, poshta, I am the bharta. I am the one that nourishes everybody and everything. Prabhu, I am the very master. 
who is capable of creating, sustaining, destroying the whole creation? That Prabhu, that master I am. Sakshi, I am the very witness of everything. Everything that is done, everything that is not done, I am the witness. In the hearts of every living being and outside and inside, I am the witness of everything. Nivasaha, I am the very dwelling place in which the whole universe has its dwelling. Nivasaha. The whole universe dwells in me. Sharanam. I am the very refuge of everybody, all my devotees. What is called Sharanam? Refuge. That going where all our exertion and all our pain comes to a succession. I am the refuge of all my devotees and reaching me, all their grief and all their exertion comes to an end. That means I am the one who removes the pain, who removes the grief, who removes the exertion of all my devotees. Suhruta, I am that very friend. You know, Suhruta is a beautiful word. There is one word, mitram, means friend. Otherwise, suhruta. Usually, between friends, there is a general understanding that I help him because he helps me. So, friends are those who help mutually. But if suhruta is the one who helps without demanding a return in favor. Friends usually favor each other. Who is a suhrut? Suhruta is the one who helps without demanding any favor in return. In fact, Suhurita is the one who helps in such a manner that the person who is helped does not even know that he is helped. Bhoktaram yagnatapasam sarvaloka maheshwaram suhurudam sarabhutanam He is Suhurita. He is the one who helps everybody without even anybody knowing that. As we discussed yesterday, how even when I am born, everything that I need is ready, prepared for me. And as I proceed with my life, whatever I require at whatever time is all made, is made available to me. And I don't even know that. Suhurat. Prabhavaha, Pralayaha, Sthanam. Prabhavaha. I am the origin of the whole universe. Pralayaha. I am the one in whom the whole universe resolves. Sthanam. I am the one in whom all the whole universe is sustained. Nidhanam, and that very treasure. So when we perform various actions, the results come at a future time. So when I perform the actions, where are all these results stored? I am that very store of the treasure, wherein the pranis, the karma fall of all the pranis are stored. Avyayam bijam, I am the imperishable cause of this creation. <coughs> Continuing in the 19th verse, Tapamyahamaham varsham Nigrunham yatsrajamicha Amrutam chaivam rutyuscha Sadasachaham arjuna Tapami aham I heat up the whole universe as a very sun. Lord Krishna says, as a sun, as you and sun, tapami, I warm up the whole universe. Aham varsham nigrunnami utsrujami cha. As a sun, varsham nigrunnami utsrujami cha. I withhold the rain and I release the rain. Nigrunnami. Lord Krishna says, as a sun, for eight months I am active. 
I keep on absorbing the water from all the reservoirs for eight months and during the four months of monsoon I release that as a rain. So Varsham Nigrunami, I withhold that rain unto myself for eight months. Utsrujamicha, during the rainy season I I give release that rain. Amrutam So this is Ishwar Dashanam. A few things Lord Krishna mentions here. Meaning thereby that I am everything. I am the self, I mean just look at me. The sun I am. Hey Arjuna, see, as a sun I am all the time doing the yajna. Ceaselessly, sun is performing a yajna. As a sacrifice. He keeps on absorbing the water from the reservoirs, converts them to clouds, brings that water where we are. The, water, the ocean is full of water, but we cannot drink that. Had sun not been there, what would we do? What the sun does is, he absorbs that water from the ocean, converts it into distilled water, into the rain, I mean into the clouds, and then brings forth as rain where we are. Lord Krishna says, I am doing all of this. Nigarunami, Utsrajami I am the one that absorbs and withholds out of water, and I am the one that releases the water as a rain. Amrutam Chayam Rutyascha. Amrutam, the immortality also I am, or the ambrosia that also I am. Mrityuscha, the death also I am. Which God will say this? This is only this is only scripture where God has no hesitation in saying that death also I am. Other people they always separate God and Saturn. Saturn is different, God is different. We don't have this kind of division. Everything is God. Swamiji says, Saturn also is God, he also is God. You mean this killer also is God, he is also God. Which you said yesterday. As I said, look at even that killer. There is cruelty, no doubt. Cruelty is, is, is only the outer form. But look at the very, very womb of that killer. What is it within that killer? In the core of that killer, what is there? You will find the same love. Distorted love, that's all. This does not mean that we are going to, uh, we are sanctioning killing etc. That's not the point. But this is a vision of a devotee, of a bhakta of the Lord. That there also he sees that this is the same love. A distorted love manifests killing. Therefore there is no hatred in him. Tato Navijigupsade, there is no hatred or there is no aversion there. So Amrutam Mrityuscha, Lord, death also is nothing but God. So, as death also, he is only favoring us. Don't think that death is bad. Somebody asked me, Swamiji, why did God make death? Imagine if death was not there, what would happen to this earth? You know, people walking, 500 year old, 2000 year old people walking here, what would happen? There will be no room for anybody. Understand, death is a great blessing. For those who understand, it's a blessing because he takes up his old dilapidated body, and gives me a new fresh body with which I can continue my yatra. So Mahatmas look upon death also as God. They tell us a story how this a, a snake came, you know, a poisonous snake came to this Mahatma. So Lord, oh you send your messenger. I was waiting for you for such a long time. Thank you. You know. One tiger attacked the Mahatma. 
is, oh, look at this body, it was such a burden. All the time, I, you know, it always pulled me away from myself and now it is going away. Thank you, Lord. Of course, we are nowhere near there, but the idea is that even death also is God. Amrutam chayamrutascha sadasachaha marjuna That sat and asat, the cause and effect, gross and subtle, whatever there is, is I alone. Hey Arjuna, I am everything. A few things are mentioned in these four verses. This is how my devotees worship me. What's the nature of their worship? They see me in all these forms. The seeing is worship. Most exalted worship is Ishvara Darshanam. That is the most exalted worship. Jnana Yajnana. That's the Jnanam. Yajna or sacrifice of the nature of knowledge. We will continue our discussion tomorrow. <coughs> oh. Shruti-smṛti-purāṇānāṁ namāmi bhagavat-pādam shankaram loka-shankaram shankaram shankarācāryam keshavam bādarāyanam sūtra-bhāśya-krutau-vande bhagavantau-punah-punah Ishvaro Gururatmi Murti Bheda Vibhagine Vyomavadvyapta Dehaya Dakshina Murtaye Om Parthaya Pratibodhitam Bhagavata Narayane Nasvayam Vyasena Gratitam Purana Munina Madhye Mahabharatam Advaitam Ratavarshinim Bhagavatim Ashtadashadhyayinim Ambatvamanusandhami Bhagavat Gita Bhavadveshinim Yam Brahma Varunendra Rudra Marutaha Stunvanti Devyaistavaihi Vedaisangapadakramopanishadaihi Gayanti Yam Samagaha Dhyana Vasthidatadgatena Manasa Pasyanti Yayoginaha Yasyantanna Vidusura Suraganaha Devayatasmainamaha